Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Americana for Euch. This podcast is usually in German, but today it's not. Let me just say for those that maybe can't speak English, genau dieses Interview gibt's in der nächsten oder vorherigen Folge als, also mit deutschen Kommentar und Übersetzung. This episode, the reason I just figured out, I let it run in the original English because I met my uncle and aunt and cousin and, uh, and mom and stepdad in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, and we came from California, me and my wife, and, and uh, they came from northern Idaho, from Hayden, Idaho, and my mom and stepdad from, from Corvallis, Oregon. So we kind of met in, uh, you know, had a, had a fun weekend in Vegas, and uh, I decided to, you know, turn on the microphone and let my uncle talk. I kind of rearranged some of the stories a little bit, so they're not in complete chronological order, but it does kind of go from uh, my grandfather, uh, him talking about my grandfather to to hunting and that kind of thing, but but they're still mixed up a little bit, uh, otherwise they, they wouldn't quite make sense. Anyways, this is, uh, this is my uncle, Ned McCalment Jr., and I asked him about, or he told me about my grandfather in the war in the Philippines, and, and he was in, the, in World War II, he was in the Pacific and and then when he came back from the war and married my my grandmother and then they first bought an army tent and uh, that whole experience of kind of living in northern Idaho and then they they basically stayed put for the rest of their lives so how Hayden and Coeur d'Alene Idaho and even Spokane in that area uh, changed in the last 50 70 years so this first story is from the early days when when my uncle was very young and of course long before Chico, back when I was a little kid, they worked at the chicken ranch out oh, yeah. on Hutter, see? Yeah. And uh, uh, they were both working. Dad butchered them and, and Mom cut them up and all that stuff, and then Dad delivered them. I was born in 48, so I was three months old when they moved okay. down. They brought you home in a horse and buggy. Well, just up Ruby Creek, yeah, just the last little bit because of the flood. They had a flood that year up at Bonners, but I was only three months old. Mom got homesick and dad said, okay. Let's, yeah, let's go. So uh, we moved down there and actually actually set up a big army tent. Let me interrupt here and say that some of the comments or questions are directed in uh, uh, having to do with <laughs> episodes that you probably haven't heard in English or didn't exist in English, like uh, Northern Idaho. I mean, you know, my mom's from Northern Idaho, so I talked a lot about did many episodes about the area from like Lewis and Clark going through and with Sacagawea or um, the Nez Perce Indians like later separate separately or uh, Hayden, Idaho or Hayden Lake was where the Aryan nations were. Um, so I did an episode on them and, and their connection to, well, them separately. But then I did another episode on, on Waco, for instance, and another one on Oklahoma City and Oklahoma City uh, described Ruby Ridge. And, and so when 
my uncle says, yeah, like in a horse and buggy, they were, you know, they're going along Ruby Creek. Like that's right next to Ruby Ridge. So there's, there's a lot of good and bad history there. And uh, just to kind of give you a table of contents of, of what's to come. Um, if you, if you're not a listener to the show, yeah, it's, it's, uh, so I asked him about, you know, hunting and fishing stories in like Vietnam, but also like, you know, Aryan nations, but in the, but in the first days working at a chicken ranch and living in an army tent for, a, you know, a couple yeah. of years. And we lived in a tent for a while and dad, dad and Buck and Roy, Grace's first husband was logging. Buck had a place up above Fernand, Lake Fernand. So they were logging that and finally Roy was losing all the money gambling anyhow uh dad went they went up to chicken ranch it was just up the road but but they had a house there that we lived in the hired help lived in the house and so somebody dropped off a dog so i kept shorty i had a misfit dog and so me and shorty would go between grandma's house which was about as far as we walked here but mom would have to walk me across the road. I'd have to cut across the field. Of course, only two cars went by a day. But, you know, you didn't want me in the road at that it's, time. It's traffic. Yes, you know. But me and the dog would go home and make them peanut butter and jam sandwiches and bring them back to work. And mom would say, which one did the dog eat on, you know, because she didn't want that one. But, but uh, oh, yeah, we had that, that. But one time, mom and dad butchered, killed, cut up, and delivered. 850 chickens in yeah. one day, fourth yeah. of, one fourth of July, to the restaurants around town. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my aunts would call later, late years later, and say, "Well, we got a hundred chickens and we'd like to butcher them, but we only want to do 20 at a time or something, you know, because it takes so long." And Dad says, "Wait to do them all, or I ain't coming down." And he'd have them done in about an hour and a half or something, you know. Get it done. Yeah. yeah. But they could really butcher chickens. But now it's kind of family lore almost that uh, on my on my mom's side that when my grandpa was in the war. He was he dealt blackjack and made enough money to then buy a piece of property and and have like well four thousand four thousand dollars, which at that time was a lot of money in the bank. So I wanted to you know ask that story and and have Junior tell that. Well, that oh that was that was in that was during the war. He, okay, so, okay, he, he, he played back blackjack over in in the, in the army in the Philippines and stuff. And, 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 and yeah, he sent the money home. Okay, yeah. To eat a little Lily of Lily. Okay. Lily, okay. And he bought like like four hundred acres of land. Yeah, when he come back, he had like four hundred acres and four thousand dollars in the bank. Okay. Which at that time, you know, was a lot of money. Cause they only paid like seven thousand five hundred for that place in Hayden. Yeah. But anyhow, we, we they was working at the chicken ranch, and uh, I got him fired on that job because I told I was talking a little kid to go talk to the boss and all that stuff. And so he'd come hunting season, and Dad always took a week off to go hunting. And the boss said, "Well, you can't. I don't have a replacement." And Dad says, "I always go the first week. You know that. I'm going. I'll talk to you when I get back." And so so Dad went hunting. That was more important than. Yeah. Then his job. So when he got back, he went and, and uh, got hired temporary at the sawmill. Right. Yeah. And he said that temporary job lasted him 35 years or something, yeah. you know. And uh, but that's how he got to the sawmill. Then we moved back to the tent. Okay. And so then he he bought a, a unit, a big big pile. Uh, he was wanted to get one by twelves to sheet the sheet the tent. Well, the guy says, I can sell you the one by fours for a lot cheaper 
Dad says, don't do it. You make it up for nails. He said, they make, you know, he said, we had so many nails. But then they sheeted that, and that, that was a 53. Yeah, okay. And then the 55, they bought the place in Hayden. Okay. And moved, and we went, because we went over early and planted a garden while the people were moving out and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they had that place from 55 on. So Mom told me a story with the, when you lived in the tent that they had a fish? Uh, yeah, I did. And it would freeze every night. Wow. The fire would go out, it would freeze, the, the, the jar would freeze. But the old stoves had the warming thing on, yeah. set it up there and it would thaw out and it would come back. <laughs> but in the summer, that green tent, they get so hot, yeah. it, it couldn't stand the heat, that but it could it. stand the cold. Since you accidentally cooked him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would, he would come back, but yeah. Oh, a lot of things that, yeah, when we had the tent, they just had the one bedroom in the back, and they had, of course, the big bed. Well, I had a cot, like a fold-up army cot. Yep. And in the fall, they would buy fruit to can, yeah. and they always stuck the boxes under my oh, bed. Yeah. I remember laying there with that smell of fruit all the yeah. time, and I, oh, man, feed me, you know. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of experiences, you know, so many things that's, that's antique now. See, when, yeah. when we bought the place, it had two cows. Okay, well... It had a separator on the back porch that you brought the milk in and separated right. the cream yeah. cream from the milk. And then some you made butter, some you yeah. sold to the creamery in town. Right. It's so it's much different than now. Get kids think milk come out of a plastic jug. Now they don't. The next story is one I've heard my grandpa tell many, many times. Kind of a different version of it or from a different perspective. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is also the one that he started with on the interview. This is the first one he told. I got the, now here, I got one, Dad, whenever I would screw up, Dad always called me a dumb chap, you know, Yeah. and as far back as I can remember, and so when uh, we moved in alongside of him one day, he got up and walked across to turn the TV, back when you had to turn the TV, yeah. and he stepped on a bee, oh, yeah. and Went back and sat down, and he said, oh, that hurt. There was something, it would be in my foot. And Then he started fading out, and he told Mom, you better call Junior because something's wrong. So he called me, and Diane, the wife, had a, a bee kit. Yep. So I grabbed that and headed out the door, and, of course, everybody's crying because something's going on. They know. Anyhow, I got over there, and I'm trying to read the directions, decide what to do, and it says give the shot between... The, the wound and the, okay. and the heart, see? Yeah, so like, yeah. so I asked Mom which foot, and she, I don't know, so I rolled his pant leg up, gave him a shot, and it brought him back enough to say, it's the wrong leg, you dummy. And I said, okay. So I talked to him a little bit, and, he would, and then, then the paramedic showed up. Yeah. They hauled him into the hospital, and by then he had come out of it, you know. Yeah. And he said, okay, can I go home? And they, yeah, might as well, but your your son really saved your life, see? So he come over later and he says, they tell me you saved my life. He says, so I'm not going to call you a dumb shit no more. And I said, I really appreciate that. And it was nice for about a month, and then he forgot. <laughs> I messed up, and he, you dumb shit. <laughs> but that's about all it was worth was 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My grandfather and grandmother and mom would all go up to Alaska each summer. And they ha I've heard stories from, you know, they, if you go in the summer, then the 
sun doesn't set either at all or not till like two in the morning or midnight or whatever. And, uh, so I asked him about that and, and one way is to take the motor home up and another way was to, you know, take a boat up or something. But, um, anyways, yeah. The right. o- yeah, she did. Okay. The only time I went is dad and I flew up one time to oh, okay. Roger had a place at Cordoba, but she went a couple of times at least. Home. Yeah. Once they drove over and took the ferry up and then drove back and then I don't know. I know with Russell and, and them, they, they drove up because they wanted to take their whatever he had, fifth wheel motor home, something. Oh, yeah. oh Uncle Uncle George or something yeah. there at... Uh, yeah, he got a boat and they went out on the lake. Well, you know, Dad, he always fished until dark. <laughs> yeah, don't get dark. <laughs> so about 2 o'clock in the morning, Mom's on the shore. You stupid idiot, come in here and go to bed. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back in three months. <laughs> I, I know they... they Dad told me that when you guys, did you go to Homer and out on the spit? No. Okay, on that trip, they went out and parked on that spit there at Homer, you know, where, mm-hmm. and they was laying up in the upper bunk, looked out the window, and of course the tide's coming in. Oh, yeah. And, and Mom's laying there watching the tide come in and watching the tide come in, and Dad says, you might as well go to sleep. It's been doing that for thousands of years. It's going to go back in a little bit. But she wouldn't till it started back out. Watch the tide come in and out? Yes. Well, not taking a chance. It might not stop, you know. Just right. keep coming. And and then I know he said you might have been there when it didn't get dark, like you say, till midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning. But anyhow, during the day it was hot. But they went to bed about 10 o'clock or so anyhow. And he said 11 o'clock, the kids all come out to play football. Yeah. So they had to get up and watch the football game. But <laughs> I know when, when we I, I went with him to uh, Cordova, and Roger, my cousin, had a, a house or cabin out on this island. We drove around the backside to yeah. make something that island. Anyhow, uh, they give us the bedroom and it had big curtains on the window and you had to go out to the outhouse. So dad got up in the middle of the night, grabbed the flashlight and went out the outhouse and he come back and come in and he fielding around. Like, What's the matter? He said, I forgot the flashlight. I said, well, how did you get back? He said, well, it's daylight outside. He said, I said, well, let's go fishing. So, like two o'clock in the morning, you know, but if it's daylight, but there we had to wait for the tides to get in and out of yeah. of where we were staying in there. But but yeah, we're always getting into trouble for something if it's daylight. The next things I asked him about were kind of um, just around how much things have changed in his lifetime. In the early seventies, yeah, when I was still in town, yeah, the government. Do you remember before the highway? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she would have graduated. Well, it was no, about that time, about Sh- shortly before the. Grade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go- government way, which is just down below, used to, and and that and they originally was was government way, because the the government put it in to get to Farragut Park, where our Farragut yeah. Naval Farragut Naval Base, I guess, is yeah. what it was then. But it was yeah, more, yeah, more of an access route. It's just, yes. Everything must have seen well, the train, the trains and stuff all went to Spokane because yeah. it was a hub. Yeah, so you guys are, are, are and, off the beaten track. Yeah, and originally the electric train went from Spokane okay. right out on the docks okay. at, at Cord Lane, and then you linked up with the uh, yeah. uh, paddle wheelers yep. and take you across the lake yep. to Harrison or even up the St. Joe River. Yeah. 
So wow. years ago, so oh yeah, it it's changed. That's a totally different way of traveling. Oh yes, yes. Back then was a lot. It's like what a half hour car drive or something. Yeah, and now. Just to switch gears for a second, because we'll kind of we'll come back to that Hayden and everything, but um, there's also Aryan Nations, which were at one point categorized as a terrorist group, and I did an episode in German about the Aryan Nations. They were the biggest neo-Nazi group in in the United States, period, and. Um, I think uh, the oatmeal didn't did a comic on him because he went to school. He's also from Hayden, but my my mom remembers them kind of when she was when she was younger, and uh, I mean I sat right right next to the founder or the their leader uh, at the coffee place where we would where we'd always eat. And this is one such story where no one really liked him. My family definitely didn't <laughs> didn't like the Aryan Nations. They were just kind of troublesome. There was a lot of guns and everything. Um, they had a whole compound. It was a huge compound right off to you know just a a mile out of town or something and uh, you know they they, their kids went to school it was kind of a cult they were kind of a religious church as well you know if you if you read about like ruby ridge and you know they they kind of hung out with those neo-nazis and all that stuff so it was yeah there's a there's a some some weirdness happening in northern idaho um but uh yeah my my grandpa would have none of it just like most folks in town wouldn't Oh, Butler, the the head of the Aryan Nations, he used to come in, and they they didn't like him very well. And one day he said something, and oh. and the waitress poured coffee on him or something. Yeah, and uh, he started to stand up and say, "Oh, you're gonna," and then uh, the way I heard it, with Dad stood up, and then every other male in that restaurant stood up and said, "You're gonna leave now." Yeah. yeah. And he just looked around and said, "Oh, definitely gonna leave now." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I talked talk about it on the show, and, and when they got raided, everybody basically celebrated, and uh-huh. they'd have their parade once a year or something, and everyone would come out and boo them. Or... No one would show up, yeah. Yeah, no yeah. Would, uh, yeah, it didn't go over real well there, but not like they thought it would. We kind of talked about the audio's hard to understand here and there, but uh, I just, because I just, I, I remember, I was off mic, but I remember when, when I was a kid, and my mom brought to my attention that there just weren't that many, there weren't any Latinos or Hispanics or anything uh, in Hayden Lake, and that's all kind of changed now. Um, part of it is that so many people have come in. It's not about race. It's just so many Californians have come in, and Californians are in every color. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's you know, property still cheaper in Idaho, and it is it is a really nice place. So that's kind of, I mean, I live in the Bay Area. I understand that, but, but you definitely understand there's a little bit of tension between uh, Idahoans and, Cal- and all the Californians coming up, same as Oregon. Um, but at this point, I think 90% of Oregonians are Californians, really, genetically. So, um, but uh, yeah, Californians have kind of changed the demographic in the last 20, 30, 40 years in northern Idaho, for sure. The floating golf course and all that kind of stuff that's happened. Oh, yes. Well, the, the, what gets me is they come up there and they sell their house down south for three or 400000 They buy one comparable up there for less than two. Yeah. And then... They they go to school and beat you. Then then they want to. Well, why don't we have it like this? We had it like this in California. Why don't you have some of these? Or why don't you do this? Why well, did you leave? if it was so good, why are you up here? You know, yeah, it does it because they ruined our our housing market. You, we can't afford our own houses anymore because everything is so high. But uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you have it like that? Well, why did you leave? You know, yeah. It's just like California. We yeah. Can't afford the rent anymore. Yes, yes. And it's getting that way. I mean, I mean, the houses are unbelievable. 
there's a lot more boats on the lake and all that. Stuff. Oh yes. Yeah, you can't already get on them in the summertime, but. Yeah. Now, at one point, Grandpa tried to raise a couple of pigs, and uh, I don't know how that turned out, but there's also kind of family legend that once there was so much snow in northern Idaho that one of the winters, the snow went all the way up to, up over the uh, fence, and <laughs> the pigs could get, just run out over the fence and run free. If uh, my mom asked Junior if if he remembers that. No, I was I was there the year he lost one, bringing okay. it back from the... Went to the sale and bought it. it. Had the big paper drums. Yeah. Put the pigs in that partway home. One of them tipped it over. Oh. And got out, but there was snow on the ground. So Dad and Buck and they trailed it. Tony was with them. So okay. That who it was? Yeah. Tony, Dad, Dad and somebody. But anyhow, they trailed it for a couple of days before you oh. had to go to work, you know, yeah. and go back and take pick up the trail the next day before they finally said it ain't worth it. <laughs> Give it up. The one, the one that I didn't like was we had a, we got up one morning to go up to Lightning Creek to catch the big dollies, the big 20 pound, 20 pound char out of the creek. Well, we got, probably was got up right after he got home from work at 1.30, mm -hmm. went out to feed the stock and one of the, one of the heifers had got yeah. through the fence and over to the neighbors. And so we went after it, we took the hammer and let the fence down and and she wouldn't go back in. She wouldn't go back in. The last time she turned, he threw that hammer at her, and I thought, oh, no, we're going to be butchering that calf. Two o'clock, but he missed. Yeah. Thank heaven for that. Because I thought, oh, no, now I'm butcher a calf this morning. We're gonna... yeah. And then she whirled and went in, finally. But yeah. I thought, oh, no, we're going to have to eat that one. <laughs> but, but, yeah, back when we had the farm, I mean, we had cows and chickens, and, of course, we had... When they bought the place, the rabbits, the it, oh yeah, it had two milk cows when they bought it. Okay. Either come with it or paid paid it. I can't remember, yeah. but he found out that the milk cows in hunting and fishing didn't, because you had to milk yeah. them twice a day. Yeah. See, yeah. so he tried to get Uncle Devere to milk them or somebody, and so one time nobody mom mom was milking them one time. Well, this one cow, the old red, every time you'd get about done, she'd pick her foot up and put it in the bucket. So mom tried to stop her, and that's, anyhow, when we got home, she had a great big hoof-sized bruise on her leg right there, and I think it's about the time we got rid of the cows, but anyhow, the cow got her down and had his foot on it, wouldn't move her leg, and oh man, yeah, yeah, we had cows and chickens and, and pigs and... Switch gears from the uh, farming stories and, and domesticated animals to hunting stories, um, cause I know, cause my juniors read up a lot of, uh, I'd, I'd pick up a book when I was a kid that was about like African big game or something like going on safari and, you know, stories of the 19th century. And when I'd get through on the cover, it'd say junior, you know, whatever, 1980 something. Uh, cause every book I'd read was something that junior bought probably original, originally 20 years ago. Um, but he liked to read about, you know, wildlife, uh, or watch documentaries and read about wildlife a bunch of, you know, all over the world and not just not just North America, but, um, you know, it's the same. So the same group that was in Las Vegas, we all went to Africa because it was a lifelong dream of my, my mom and, and uncle junior to, you know, see that and like see the wildebeest migration and everything. By the way, you can, you can hear about that adventure on uh, Africa, a history, another podcast on podcastnick.com. The same, my uncle junior, the same, you know, my cousin Niall, same seven people who went to Africa like five years ago. Um, so, so he, yeah. So anyways, we were just kind of talking, um, 
the 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 deer that I I in my history of Germany show, for instance, I might have some issues between what's it what's a deer, elk, or or moose because it's not always the same thing in in German. Like like elch is actually moose, so it gets kind of confusing. Anyways, yeah, an elk is vapiri for the curious. So we we yeah, there's a couple of differences. We do, we talk about that. Well, uh, Mongolian stuff actually has elk. Not there. There's elk in Mongolia that look just exactly like ours. Okay. But of course, there's the red deer, like in Germany and stuff, yeah. have the red those, deer and stuff. Those are a little smaller than our white yeah. Deer. Well, no, they're the, the red the, the the stags, the red the, what they call the the big red deer. They're yeah. okay. they're bigger than deer, but then like you say, okay. the moose. Okay. Yeah. But but our moose is it's called elk over there in a lot of places. Yeah. We would explain that like yeah. It's yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. And that's what gets confusing a lot of times yeah. because when the Europeans first come over, yeah. then they name the names they thought or yeah. you know like, that oh, compared. Yeah. But well, uh, that's an elk, and then they saw a moose, like oh that's an elk. So yeah. What's well, that? what's this one? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. so we said like an elk is kind of like a reindeer, or something you know. Yeah. Kind of different, different. Right, right. Them, but that side, different, yeah. More, a more like a stag, but not as yeah. as deform or different at the top. And do you guys hunt moose too? Is that there's? Yeah, there's yeah. Moose. We're allowed. To, I haven't. I haven't. You have to put in for permit. You only allowed one, one, okay. one bull and one cow in a lifetime. They're even, oh, okay. Because they're even rarer. They're, they're kind of yeah, yeah, and... but they're getting they're getting more and more all the time. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like the elk when they when when dad come back from the service, they're they're in, I think in forty six he started, and they had to drive clear down to the Joe to get elk and stuff. See, well now they have elk all over, clear up at Bonners, and they've just progressed up, you know, and and just like turkeys, they've planted turkeys now. Yeah. We never had turkeys and and a lot of things. That so a lot of things there's more game Bears of some species. A few, a few. Really yeah, okay. yeah. There was there was. Didn't somebody get treed, Benny? I don't know if it was a bear, but I know the the Heath boys have been treed by uh, moose a couple of times. But, oh. but yeah, they had one a couple years ago just on the Idaho Montana border, yeah. up north, a little north of us. That the guys come in from Montana and they were hunting black bear, yeah. but the young kid, there was a young kid, and he crippled a, a grizzly, okay. and then it attacked, a, I think, his dad. Yeah. And when he went to kill the grizzly, the bullet he got the grizzly, but it killed the dad too. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was a bad. Yeah. But yeah, there are there are around, there are a few grizzlies around. We around. we run into yeah we we seen one years ago up going into some of the mountain lakes. Yeah. Wolves, they they got rid of years ago, and yeah. then they brought them back. But the trouble is, they brought the big Canadian wolves down, okay. rather oh. than the little ones that we yeah. had. Then, yeah, right. Somebody felt licking on their face. Oh. Yeah, that was. I was sleeping outside, but I didn't, I never had one touch me that I know. What somebody. Somebody said they were they they dreamt about somebody licking them or whatever, and they woke up in the morning. They were bear tracks right next to. Like them. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I, no, <laughs> we seen a bear the time you were with us down there. But yeah, they all slept in the bus, but I just slept out on the ground, you know. Oh, no, yeah. he, well, he, 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 he said one way to talk about, he used to have bear traps or something. Right, yeah. He got rid of them all and he regretted it. Oh, no. like, I never regretted throwing stuff away, except for I wish I still had one of those old bear traps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was, mom said, oh, I, I want a bear skin rug. I need a bear skin rug. <laughs> oh, so yeah. And then dad went out and that's oh, the only okay. time I ever knew that okay. he 
Yeah. I don't remember that dad. Must have been when, that might have been when you were When I was food. gone, yeah. Because uh, that whole winter, he had, we had a bear skin on the side of the Huh, okay. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I must have. go out there and rub salt on it. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember that at all. It was downstairs. I I, I killed one one day. It was only about this big one time, but <laughs> we 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 were hunting down there, and somebody else shot down below. So we kind of spread up so we watched for something. Yeah. And I looked down over the huckleberry bushes, and here was his head looking oh. over. And I said, "Wait a minute, that's a black bear. I got a tag, you know." Oh, okay. yeah. So so I shot it about about the time I pulled the trigger. I, I dawned on me. Man, that's small. small <laughs> yeah, and it was. But uh, then I got to worried where the mother was, you know. I thought, oh, yeah, sure, but yeah. I never did hear from her, so. Yeah. But I wished I'd have had that tan, that hide done. It would have been just about the size of the picture, full stretched out, see. Yeah. It would have been cute on the wall. But yeah, but yeah the wolves, they got a lot of wolves now. And, and yeah. uh, I was reading about that. Yeah, the whole area is kind of. That's what we have Justin get as a wolf tag because it's the cheapest and he can legally hunt. Yeah. But he just can't shoot a deer or elk, but we yeah. can. So. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he can go out hunting. Right, yeah. he can be in the woods hunting, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, just a hunt license alone is like 150 and the tag is 45 that or is something. out of state, right? It's cheaper if it's an in-state license. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 A cow tag for me is like, well, for... Uh, Average yeah. guy is like thirty five dollars. Yeah. A cow, an elk tag for Justin is like four fifty. Yeah. You know, okay. yeah. out of, out of state. But uh-huh. yeah, he's having a lot of fun. He's learning a little bit. I hope we. Uh, uh, he hasn't been with us too much. I know. I know he loves it. Yeah. yeah this year I, I hit one, but I. He was getting getting more gear. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's got the camper now. Of course, he got it from them, and That's now right. he's got the yep. four, four four wheeler. But he got a, a like oh, a racing four wheeler, and so he. he but him and we had a lot of snow this year. Him and Niles down and making loops and oh, yeah. turnaround oh, down yeah. there. Yeah, so we. It's about what they're good for. On yeah. a huge like open area, and uh, he was like, "Well, you got the bigger four wheeler, so you turn around, I'll follow your tracks." And I didn't even mean to, and I drifted the whole thing. I was like, stopped at that, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I want to go back to camp. Let's keep going." <laughs> we, we drifted and oh, we tore it up down there, though. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Chris, Chris, you you know you know Chris. Oh, yeah. Okay, he he was gonna get a four wheeler because he started hunting last year too, okay. and but he I don't know somebody he read he he's a teenager he knows it all see, yeah. so he ended up with a dirt bike. So, well, yeah, I, he can do the same and and he can put a pack on his back and he can okay. he, he okay. could do it well, see, except we got about a foot of snow. Oh, okay, yeah. and he was off the road. We went for a drive out back, yeah. a bunch of us, and they kept sending Niall back to find Chris. The last time he, Niall came back and said, well, he fell off the road. He's down over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, the bike went the other way, but he rolled down the bank. Yeah. and So and so he parked the parked the motorbike, and he, he said, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun, but it'd be hard to carry. It'd be a lot harder to carry something. Well, it, you can do it on your back. Yeah. Dad, Dad, was down on the St. Joe one time, and they had a Forest Service trail went yeah. in, but it was kind of 
sloughed off right where you first dug off. Anyhow, he shot an elk back there, a bull, yeah. and this old guy, the older guy, was with Dad. And yeah. so he had to be in his 70s or something. And Dad says, well, we'll just skin it out and wait till the boys come in the weekend, me and mm-hmm. buddy of mine, whoever. And uh, well, Art says, well, if we take it out now, can't we just split the meat? And Dad yeah. says, well, yeah, that's fine. He says, it was over the hills, and Dad said, I'll pack it up to the to the ridge here, and you take it out on your motorbike. Yeah. So the first trip out, Art got out where that slough-off was. Mm-hmm. The women were down there in the pickup waiting, and he rolled down the hill, the elk on the back and the back and the rack. And mm-hmm. he got up all bloody and the bandaged him up and said, we'll get in the rig and we'll take He said, I can't. Ned's waiting with more. I got to go back. So so he did. They got it out all right, but it it wasn't easy. He fought for it. Yeah. yeah. He earned it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, we used to pack a lot of meat on our backs and stuff years ago that mm-hmm. now we've either got, this year they got two bowls open in the morning. I, I bought a trader with just like Dustin's. I don't yeah. know if you've and we put both elk on it and was able to go under the gate with it and lay the tailgate down, yeah. drag it under the, the, we got to the gate and uh, pulled it up there, unhooked it, of course, and yeah. slid the front end under the gate. And there come the horns and the one kid, the first time, first elk he'd ever got, he got a big six by six. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, how are we going to get the horns under the gate? I said, well, here, I got a saw. We'll just cut them off. You're not going to cut my <laughs> horns off for nothing. So we was able to just, Twisted, uh, twisted under it, but boy, he was gonna fight. He was gonna fight right now. <laughs> it's so funny. But uh, yeah, we've either got down now. We've got either horses or or four wheelers, depends on where we're at. But down below in the lower camp, you can't take four wheelers back in there, okay. so you have to you have to use the horses. And and uh, uh, but the first year or two we went down there, they would just cut them in half. Poke a hole through the hide and drape, drape it over the saddle and poke, yeah. try to get that hole through the saddle horn. Yeah. You had to blindfold the horses. You had to hold them, and it took three guys. And okay, so yeah. Dad had had some pack saddles, uh-huh. bags, you know, yeah. that fit the made years ago. So I think Vern had them, but he didn't have horses. We, we got them back and took them down. Mm-hmm. So somebody got an elk up on the little mountain, me or somebody. Anyhow, they said, Dad says, bring the meat sacks this time. So they did, and they said, okay, how do you work these? They threw them on the ground. Dad said, okay, grab the four four quarters, two in this horse and two on that horse, and head for camp. They didn't have to blindfold it or do okay, nothing, yeah, see? And yeah. the guy said, wow, this is really neat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes sense. Well, when you get a half an elk with the blood and the hide. Yeah, and the, just freak out. Yeah, yeah, some of them. It depends on the horse. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah. And, I guess you can train them when they're young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of them don't mind the blood. Some do, yeah. but... We some dad, vegetarian, some dad, and, dad and Vern were up Eagle Creek there on the St. Joe Wine, and they killed this cow six and a half miles from the from the river. Yeah. Had to go up the trail. and yeah. So Harland, uh, Vern, Uncle Vern's brother-in-law, mm-hmm. was there with his horse, and he, but only he had the one horse. Dad says, you got lots of rope, you got everything. Oh, yeah, I got everything. So we got up there, and they put... Two pieces on, I forgot, two hind legs, two front yeah. legs, but small pieces. Yeah. And tied it on, and he said, okay, I'm ready to go. And Dad says, is that all you're going to put on the horse? Well, yeah, I don't want to overload, you know. Right. Dad said, okay. So he put a quarter on his back, yeah. and and I was probably bigger than him, but not much. Yeah. And so all the way down, we tried to, he was so mad, he, he packed that on his back six and a half miles. He said, I'm, 
But anyway, we got we, and then we got out to the road, and the guy was bragging on his horse, and he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Dad told him, he says, "Is that all your horse can carry?" He says, "You can't put a big man like like Vern on your horse because he weighs too much." And he says, "He says your horse probably weighs twelve hundred pounds. That meets one hundred and twenty pounds. That's a tenth. You put a tenth of weight on my back, I'll run out of there." Sure. You know, yeah. boy, he was mad. Hardly never. We never had that horse again either down there. I don't think. But. Being overly cautious, yeah. yeah. Can, yeah oh yeah, yeah. Well, if if it's too much, and they'll stop and they'll yeah, let you know, you right, know. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, it's, it's a really old horse or something. Yeah. Oh, even then, yeah. Well, they used to do that years ago. They had a fox farm yeah. o- over in Post Falls, mm-hmm. where they take the old horses to feed feed the foxes. Yeah. Well, you could go rent them for okay. twenty or thirty dollars for a week to take down yeah. hunting yeah. if. If the horse fell, broke a leg, you had to, you paid so much for the horse, whatever, which wasn't a lot, so but yeah, yeah, and uh, so it wasn't. So they used to do that even years ago, yeah. but when they first started hunting down there, of course they didn't even have good pack boards or nothing back them days. So they used a wheelbarrow. Oh, okay, yeah. And one one guy pushing it, and one guy with a rope on the front, so you have to lift you over logs and things like that. Yeah. Luckily, I missed that part. I was too yeah, too little. Yeah. But that would work. I remember going in to a mountain lake, one the fish lake down by Weipe and stuff one yeah. time that way with the wheelbarrow and our tent and a bunch of stuff on the wheelbarrow. Oh yeah, some of the, because I mean that's all dad did, hunting fish. 50 weekends out of the year. One one weekend was a family reunion, the other weekend was usually something else, somebody's wedding or something. Mm-hmm. But otherwise we went 50 weekends out of the year, you know. Go dancing to the now meadow. Oh yeah. Well, that was after. That was the night that when after. The, yeah. yeah, that was the night. <laughs> Didn't go the next said, morning. Grandma or something told me like, okay, so you got off of work at one thirty in the morning. One, one or one thirty, yeah. And then sleep for a couple hours, or she'd have breakfast ready or something, and then you'd go fishing, and then and oh yeah, back and go to bed. And yeah, go yeah. Kinda... Yeah. One one time he he was uh, went fishing a couple of times, long weekend or something, and he got back and he hadn't had any sleep for like two or three days, you know, and, but he went to work that night, but he says, every time a break come, you know, they had their break every, he says, I didn't go anywhere except turn around and lay down on a wood pile, a pile of lumber until yeah. it was time to go back to work. He says, I, I couldn't see. He said, I just had a circle around me that I could see. Yeah, I what, oh man, we put in a lot of hours. Yeah. yeah when, when we duck hunting of course years ago we duck hunted all around oh, Lane yeah, and Hayden about that. well but everything's yeah. private now you know yeah. you, you oh, can't yeah. go anywhere there's houses everywhere so my cousin yeah. down at Boise yeah. uh has 100 acres there and he has a duck pond so oh, we right. would drive drive down there after I would get off work yeah. three o'clock three thirty in the afternoon then we'd get in the car drive all night down to Rogers yeah. get there in time to go out to the blind and yeah. <laughs> So, oh yeah, we're still doing stupid things, but we had a uh, an old wooden boat, okay. but but the transom to, kept yeah. falling off the back, yeah, to, and we fiberglassed it two or three. That was so heavy, okay. but yeah, I started out. Of course, you used to just rent boats, motor, yeah. motor, and boat, and then he finally got a a uh, I think that ten horse motor, the old the old Johnson that we had yeah. for trolling motor, yeah. and uh, so we had that. So you said he rent the boat, and then. It had to be, I'm think, thinking 63 or yeah. something, but I can't. See, the, the new one we got in 93, yeah. but I don't remember the, what year. I for. remember when that was new, yeah. yeah. But that old one, we had a cabin in it, so we just 
Two bunks. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Two bunks. Yeah. Well, he put a board there in the middle, and so then all three of us would yeah. cross. I think we only had three in there in front. Right. There was four. <laughs> the four of us. One. One had to drive the boat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we overnight in the boat, of course, so we could get right on the water first thing. <laughs> <laughs> one one time one time we were going to do that, and they were going to tie up the dock there in uh, in Pond on Ponderay. Yeah. And while I was dating a gal. Anyhow, up north, Sandpoint, Bonners, whatever. It had to be, yeah, before I graduated because I had their, because I took their car, and I went up, whatever, Dayton, rent coming. Well, coming back, one of the corners that come around here was skunk running across the road. Okay. Well, I straddled him, and I thought, okay, I'm well. He hit the differential, and I splat, of course, all over the bottom of the car. See, well, we had the old Ramblers. You know, the seat used to fold down, so I was going to sleep in the car when I got back and then just go down and go fishing with them. Yeah. Well, when I got there, I couldn't sleep in the car because the skunk smell was so bad yeah. on mom's car that I had to go down and sleep out on the back part of the boat on the floorboards, you know. Yeah. But I, but at least I could sleep there. I, 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 like mom says, well, what's wrong with the car? Why aren't you sleeping in the car? I said, you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. Take a big wolf. Yeah, boy, did I get in trouble for that one. But now, how do you get skunk off the bottom of a car? You turn it over, you know. <laughs> turn it over. It'll wear off. Don't worry. Yeah, about then I hit another one. But then, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So, I think you guys all basically went to the same school, right? Yeah. And that that same school is still going. Well, it's going again. But there must yeah. be, oh. It's going again. There was a pause, okay. but now they've renovated. Yeah. Because they're still going to school. Yeah, see, I went to the eighth grade. I went to the eighth grade. You went to the sixth grade. And seven. Shaughnessy went to the fifth grade. Shaughnessy and Jennifer. And then, yeah, and then he went, he actually went there yeah. for kindergarten, didn't he, or something? Yeah, that's all. Because I was working for the water company right there, and he'd walk over to my office after school. Yeah. So, so, yeah, 1936 was the school was built in 1936. Yeah. We are the Hawks. Hawks are the yeah, yeah. Lucky, Phyllis, and Taylor. We are the Hawks. <laughs> we are the best. So, we are the Hawks of HLS. Hayden <laughs> Lake School. Hayden Lake HLS, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear Mrs. Bachman? Yes. Yeah. 11 years apart. She, yeah. Probably, yeah. she heard my last name and she went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I'm nothing like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, her husband worked at the mill. Uh, oh. Oh, okay. Snooze. We call him Snooze. <laughs> He's always throwing Snooze can lids and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Leonard. Leonard was his. Leonard Bachman. But, yeah. Yeah, she was, I think, I think fifth grade. But, yeah. Oh, I hated that teacher. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, it it's amazing. Needless to say, I was a straight A student. Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> it Hayden Lake School? So was it a uh-huh. K, uh, like K through twelve or something? Well, no, it was. Well, I graduated sixth grade for me in eighth grade. Oh, okay. So they changed. it kept it kept going down. Yeah, yeah. originally it probably it was probably all twelve. Yeah. Well, they bust us into Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Oh, okay. To, okay. to uh, yeah, everything got more consulted. Yeah. It like they had one high school in Coeur d'Alene. Well, now they got two high schools in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. See. And two junior highs and all that yeah, stuff. This so population is, as in, see, back, I remember when Hayden got a thousand people. Yeah. It was a big deal. We weren't in the city limits at that time, even. Yeah, okay, even. okay. And, yeah. and now I know, I know the sign says at least 13,000, and I'm sure it's more than that. Yeah, because, definitely uh, in the city. Yeah, oh, yes. 
I mean, it feels like you're in Coeur d'Alene now. You well, you the airport is is about a mile up there. The yeah. lights used to shine oh, through yeah. the window at night with the beacon, but now there's so many there's, houses, trees, yeah. and oh wow, yeah, that you don't even know it's there. And remember when Travis stuck his leg through the hole? <laughs> oh, yeah. First thing, yeah, Dad went up and there was a a hole had been there, but it froze on yeah, top. It was just a thin layer. Yeah, Dad kicked it, so Travis, said, I can do that. Boom, boom, <laughs> right there. Right to the crotch. <laughs> well, I re- uh, you talk about, he, he come by that honest. We went out to Cougar Bay right there, you know. We went out there to go bullheading yeah. at night. It was just dark. Dad's over there building the fire, and Mom sets her down about a year and a half. She just takes off across the lake, and it goes, <laughs> we run out there and grab her. and <laughs> what? She just walked off across the lake. You don't remember that, huh? No. Yeah. I do remember throwing my toys in the fish bucket. Oh, yes. Like, yes. Fish. I thought that was great fun. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we all, I was going to say, we all played with the fish. As a well, yeah, we come back from, I think, Kukanuska one time with about 200 or something. Yeah. We were bagging them, and Jennifer's packing them around the house. We thought, oh, no, them are going to smell good. But yeah. we got them all. But <laughs> oh, what's, so who made Pam? Yeah. But it's real rich, isn't that why how yeah. they got the idea to mix it with oily and stuff, yeah. 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 So they mixed it with pork. So it was pork, emu, and what was the M? Moose, right? Or just kind what? of little yeah. Little yeah, because people would come to the house and we'd be frying something up. What you got? Oh Pam. What? Yeah. <laughs> well there's so much of that that people you know, they don't like this, they don't like that's like Karen and Justin don't like deer and they're pretty sure they don't like elk, but but well, I think it's Karen mostly, but okay. they've had it at our house several times, but you know Well yeah, but make Swiss steak or yeah, make exactly. you know, you can you can season season it with so many things that uh, I remember the smoked duck I definitely talked about the smoked duck a lot on the show. Everyone's going to have to t- buy down on a, on a, a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the old lead shot wasn't so bad, but when we went to go to the steel shot, they they didn't dent when you buy a bit of them. Yeah, yeah. We we got away with that. We, she had the daycare when we still had with eating the ducks, the smoked duck breast. Yeah. And a guy came in one day, and I was slicing them up for the kids. They was all sitting there at the little table I made, and eating this meat, you know. I remember that. And the guy come in and says, uh, what do you got? And I said, oh, just meat here. I'm feeding the kids. And let me try it. So he tried it, and, and he was munching away. He said, that's pretty good stuff, you know. And and he said, well, what is it? And I said, well, what do you think it is? And, of course, it's deer and elk and yeah. bear and moose, you know, and down. Yeah. And, of course, he knew I had, you know, Africa. So he said, well, is it an antelope of some kind or this or that? And I said, no, well, about then, Jennifer, which was pretty small about, she said, it's a duck. And he says, no, it's not duck. I don't like duck. And he, he says, really, what is it? And I, she, I says, she told you it's duck. He says, really? I don't like duck, but this is good. Oh, so, so a lot of things, it's just oh, how, good. yeah. Okay. But, but it's totally different, you know, the Chinese rest, the restaurant. Well, yeah, fire, then your duck, duck, your duck. It's nothing like no. smoked duck. No. Well, it's like with the blueback when we used to catch the blueback in Ponderea. Or your limits was fifty. We always dad wouldn't leave till we got them, you know. Yeah. And 
and we'd smoke them and stuff. And he had several offers to sell them in the, like these casinos and stuff. Uncle Steve wanted him. He says, no. He says, if I do that, it takes the fun out of it. You know, it's a business you then. You told me that story. Well, yeah, they're going to yeah. do 50 cents or $1.50. A dollar a piece. dollar a piece oh, delivered yeah. on the, you know. Yeah. And he, yeah. he ran through the math. He said, oh, that'd be this and this and this. And he said, yeah. oh, but turn them down. Yeah. Because, yeah. He says, he says I don't want to get them at the job. He says, I do this for fun, you know. But I know one day, one day we, we got a supply there, and he, he had two or three smokers going, mm -hmm. and everybody brought foods. He smoked 1,200 fish that day. Wow. 1,200 yeah. blueback. And most of them were gone. But we, him, him and Eddie, I don't know if you remember, you remember Eddie or Doll or not. Eddie might have been gone. And then my cousin, Annie Gert's boy, was a little older than me, a year ahead of me in school. But him and Dad was having a seeing. By eating all day, they was up in the twenties. They were twenty-one or twenty-two or something like that. They they had eight of them things. Oh, they were so good. I mean, he just he just soaked them in salt water and smoked them. That a lot of people, a lot of yeah, a lot of people say, well, I I got four hundred dollars in the brand and I got you know which you can you know. Yeah. And uh, Steve Colder did that. He had a brand mix that was. They're not in you know it's a little sweeter or something, but it's not they're not any better. Right. But yeah, he would he would he would smoke them, and we got the boat going again and stuff. Okay, I and was ask. yeah, yeah yep, we 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 we've been out on Hayden, and we've been out a few places with it. And, and I took him over paddle fishing was the last time the big one that when he was a three, we went over to catch a paddle. I said I'll catch a fish bigger than you. He said Oh no, you can't catch a fish bigger than me. Well, I got an eighty-four pounder. Uh -huh. Paddle fish, and it was a lot bigger than him at that time. But yeah, all he could say was, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of thinking in my head where else he had hunted, like besides Alaska and Idaho and uh, different parts of of the Northwest, like you know, going fishing on the coast and all that. And for some reason, the thought came into my my mind. Because uh, the only other time, I mean, he went to my wedding in Costa Rica, and they're going to Europe this year, and uh, they've they've tra they started traveling um, kind of recently. But the only other time he was he was uh, far overseas was in the Vietnam War. So we we did end up kind of switching topics again here. No, I didn't. Uh, I mean, you know, we were kind of stuck on the base. You didn't have the right rifle. No. Well, especially one night I was out in the bunker on, on the guard duty at the perimeter. Yeah. And they called down the line and they said there's a tiger patrolling Oh, on the, okay. I says, turn that machine gun around, you know, just because M16 ain't going to stop a tiger. But I, we never did see it. But luckily, but monkeys and stuff would come by and trip the okay, trip yeah. the flares and stuff on the, because yeah. we had a lot of oh hell, hundred yards of different kinds of wire and yeah. booby traps and all this stuff, you know, and. Uh, so, but if anything, it's, that was more like pest control or something. Oh yeah, yeah, get the rats away from the fence, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Well, it's funny they they put up all that stuff. It to keep the Vietnamese from right. attacking us or slow them down. Well, then they had what the heck did they call them? Ones that had come over to our side, Kit Carson Scouts or something, oh, something weird. Yeah, I can't remember. But so they asked them one time, "How was our security?" Yeah, and they said, yeah, "You know, terrible, to. terrible." He said, "Well, what do you mean?" And he said, "Here, I'll show you." So, so they they had these generals or whatever lined up at the fence. And the guy went out. They took him out in the truck yeah. and turned him loose and, and said, okay, we're going to turn him loose. Watch for him, you know. 
And pretty soon the guy standing there with him, and he says, "How am I doing?" And then they yeah. says, "Well, how, where, how, how, where'd you come from?" You know. Yeah. But yeah, they did. I read a story. They did that in the Philippines also back okay. in the in the Second World War. Yeah. They told them, they took these guys out, and they said, "Okay, you know, turn them loose," and says, uh, "Come in," and they give them chalk, yeah. and he says to Mark, "Whatever that uh, you could have." Captured or whatever, yeah. say, yeah. and he says the the orderly guy that was in the office had marks on his shoes. The the cooks that were up all night cooking yeah. like biscuits for the next day, the bottom of the pans had had up. had wrote yeah. on them yeah. and stuff. They said nobody's seen anything, you yeah. know. Wow, yeah. Could have gotten anywhere. They were yeah, <laughs> yeah professional trained you know sappers and stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah, see, they come through. I, I was okay when I was there, but right out, I, I hadn't been home a month when I got a letter that these sappers come through with their explosives in a pack, yeah. and they would pull it and throw them in, and they put eighty some guys in a hospital out of our group. But when did you get back? You got back seven, seventy, before. seventy, sixty-nine okay. and seventy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even get drafted till March of sixty-eight. So yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Cause then, yeah, so you were there when they knew, like. Oh yeah. They could do stuff if they yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was scary, but oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah yeah. He. I wished. I wished he did. Well, yeah. See, they at that time they had a one year obligation for some yeah. reason, so he went in in November of forty one. They hit Pearl Harbor in December of forty one. He said that was the longest year I spent in four years in the. He got out in December of forty five. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had some fantastic stories. He he says, uh, of course, he he was a logger, basically same as he did in yeah. civilian life, logging and yeah. sawmill. And he had they were out timber cruising. Honnold, the one in in Florida, or Sandy went out and seen him. Georgia Honnold was in Georgia. He was his timber cruiser. So Dad and him, he said they were out one day cruising to come out to this field, and said, well the road's over there. So he walked across the field and got over the road. Here's a big sign. Stay out, mind area. He yeah. said, oh, no. Yeah. And they had this dog, a little terrier of some kind, yeah. you know, a little bigger than your guys' mm-hmm. dog. And he said, that dog about got me killed a couple of times. He says, one time he got, says, we got back, and he says, you could hear the dog barking back in the brush. Yeah. Yip, yip. And you could hear the Jap with his sword yeah. whoosh, whoosh, trying to kill this dog. Yeah. See, and he's, what are we going to do? And Dad said, well, give me the 45. I'll go get him, whoever was with him or whatever. Yeah. So Dad says, I snuck back in with my 45. And, and he says, it was a big old monitor lizard. Oh. And that was his tail. Yeah. See? Just, yeah. yeah. But he said, boy, he said, I was so relieved. I didn't even shoot the lizard. I just grabbed the dog and left. You just let him go, yeah. But another time, he said, we got out, and here's the dog barking back in there again. Yeah. And he thought, okay, some Japs got, got the yeah. dog, you know. Yeah. So he's what he's okay, I'll give me the gun, I'll you know, whatever. Go back in and and he says, A monkey. Okay. Monkey had his dog by the back of the neck, see, and holding on to it. And dad says, So I'd run over I'd go over there and chew the monkey up the tree and I'd turn and walk, say, Come on, whatever, you know, Joe or whatever. And he said he'd start and the monkey'd run back, grab the dog. I think he finally had to shoot the damn monkey. He wouldn't leave the dog alone. Oh well, it, it, it just come by. One of the natives natives had it or something. It stays with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But but he yeah he was always doing something. He said yeah they they would take a stick of dynamite or half a stick or something, yeah. and throw it in the hole in the creek fishing, yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
the dynamite go off and stun a bunch of them, and then one guy would stand there with the gun to keep the natives away till you got your sack full of right. fish. Yeah. And he says, so somebody told him to use grenades. Okay. So he got a case of whatever, 24 or something. Uh-huh. He said, we used that whole case. He says, I seen one fish turn on his side, and then he went and took off. We never got a fish with that whole case. So we went back to the dynamite. Yeah. I think the dynamite was that much stronger, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure that was legal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we uh, we uh, we had. Speaking of dogs, we we come home. Queenie, you remember Queenie? Oh, yeah. Okay, we come back from someplace. I don't know why we didn't have the dog. Must have been duck hunting. I don't think Queenie liked ducks. Come back in, and I had the shotgun. We drove in in the old pickup, and here come the dog running across the yard to yeah. to meet us with a skunk right behind it. And Dad says, get out and shoot the skunk. And I said, I ain't going to get out and shoot the skunk. So I got a, he, I don't know, he honked the horn or something. So the skunk turned and run off. Well, the dog turned and run after the skunk. So they went back and forth, back and forth, two or three. Finally, the dog came back without the skunk and said, okay, we go to the house now. <laughs> but, uh, then, we, then we got a bird dog, Jimmy, Jimmy and we, we're going to train this bird dog ourselves. Only thing is, it says you got to be smarter than a bird dog. Well, that let us out. Yeah, yep. that's it. So anyhow, we were down pheasant hunting down by Worley and stuff that's down, it. and the dog uh, went on point. And we were out in a stubble field. I mean, just, you know, stubble, see. But there was a little pile of the straw right there in a little draw, you know, kind of little place. Dad said, okay, get ready, you know, and he went over and he kicked it. and Nothing happened, you know, and... Okay, give me nothing, you know, come on. The dog went and pointed, pointed at it. Yeah. Dad said, well, there's nothing there. So Dad jumped on it with both feet, and the, the straw kind of separated, and it raised Dad up, and he said, get the dog, get the dog, get the dog. <laughs> porcupine. Oh, it was a porcupine yeah. in there. Yeah. And that dog pointed at porcupine. He said, get the dog, get the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this Jimmy was that way, yeah. He, yeah. Didn't, he didn't like water. Oh. We, we shot some ducks out in one of the ponderay, one of the lakes yeah. or something, say, in, or the river probably, and said, go get it, you know, and he'd wait out until his knees would get wet. Like then he'd stand there and whine and whimper, see. Yeah. So Dad oh, called him back and then threw him out there. So he went and got that one okay, but then we, we had this creek, but it was like a drainage ditch, had the banks yeah. that we was hunting. And so we come up over the bank, and there was a duck, and we dropped it in the water. And we said, okay, and same thing, dog wouldn't go. Finally, Dad kicked it in the water, and it swam out, got the duck, went across to the other side up on the bank, and laid the duck down. Well, he finally got the dog to come back, but he wouldn't bring the duck. So we had to go two miles down to the bridge, across the bridge, back to get the duck. We could have raked it in with a stick if we'd have just done it ourselves. (laughs) So then we got a stick with a string on it and tied it to the dog. When the dog would go out, we'd turn him around, and he'd come back. But we were never able to train the dog. He was too smart for us. But, but uh, oh yeah, some of the <clears throat> well, everything they they kept uh, increasing increasing the output. You know, they put in yeah. new new this, new head rigs, new trimmers, new hedgers, new this and that. Well, then pretty soon one sawmill could do the work of three. Right. You know, so I think I think that's kind of, and a lot of and like ours where that mill was. The property was worth more than the mill was, Probably, yeah, so now it's it's a big uh, shopping, you know, movie theaters, oh, you okay. know, restaurants. Yeah, you wouldn't recognize it at all if you. Oh, yeah. 
<coughs> but yeah, they're all all of them that are in town are pretty well gone. Yeah. Well, Potlatch was on the other end of town. It's a golf course. Yeah. Well, see, Potlatch was on that end of town. Northwest Timber was there. Atlas Tie is where the college is. Uh, Diamond was just down. Yeah, it's gone now. They're just debating about what to do with the land. But that must have been the whole industry, you know, 50 years ago. Oh, yeah, whatever, oh, oh, yeah, 100 years ago. And everything. 100 years ago, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of history. I mean, it, it's not like the old country, of course, but oh, yeah. but, but of American history, you know. Yeah. It's actually quite a bit. It, yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, if See, like, like that, of course, there's the Cattell Domation up there. Then up on Ponderé was uh, uh, Kalispell House with old... Oh, okay. uh, uh, What's his name? Gosh, I can't. Anyhow, he he come out of Canada actually, and and okay. and settled a fort up there before, like you say, back before the mountain men. A lot of them, even yeah. And uh, it was one of the first, it was the first trading in Idaho. So, and then like the gold rush, you always talk about yeah. California, but Idaho had a lot, and it's yeah. the treasure state. It's it has different minerals and oh, yeah I've, I've mentioned even the, the, the silver valley and the, montana uh, the way the reason the, the the states that shape was because someone went over and they discovered silver on the other side of the river and then and then montana wanted that so that's why right. idaho looks the way yeah it. yeah so like, yeah so this is it's literally the hole in the map where everywhere else didn't yeah 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 idaho. yeah okay now you know it doesn't mean anything either the, the senator back east, he made it. Whoever, yeah. I yeah, I, re the, I remember reading that, but yeah. Like, yeah. He was in Washington, yeah. D.C. They wanted to get the out. revenue or some taxes yeah. or something, but yeah. yeah. There's no one you could ask. Yeah. They didn't have internet back then. They're like, it's the land of the brave or something. Yeah. They say it's Idaho. But yeah, it's, it's amazing, a lot of, you know. Really, they said, what should we name this? And somebody said, I don't know. Yeah. And that's how yeah. this guy said, I don't know. I think that's what I said in the show. I was like, well, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, Idaho, you guys, that's... Uh, well, that's that's like Hayden got it named. They were two. They were talking about now name Hayden Lake. There, two guys were playing poker, and the winner okay. was Hayden. His last oh, name okay. was Hayden. Yeah. Oh, I know a lot of them, and then of course over the years, a lot of them been changed because the post office said, "Well, you know, you can't do that, or you can't, you know, yeah, you can't call it dumbass, right, yeah. <laughs> or whatever." You a know. lot of them were named. Like oh that. yes, yeah. yeah. I grew up in Germany, so uh, that hence the the show about the U.S. and German, but every summer I would go visit my grandparents and, you know, my uncle and cousins lived all next door and I'd go visit all of them. And I might've been born in Oregon, but until I was in high school, my only real glimpse of, of the United States was Northern Idaho and fishing with my grandpa and my uncle junior and, and my cousins. And, uh, yeah. So I thought, Hey, I'd, you know, I don't know how much they'll understand on this one, but uh, I'll give it to them raw. So that was my uncle Junior, and we were hanging out in a Hilton suite in in Las Vegas, and had a good time. Uh, my cousin Niall was seven when we went on the when we all went to Africa, and now he was twelve, so it was like five years ago. So, uh, yep, good times. I even won on blackjack. Came back ahead. It's crazy. Für Pete Coleman und Justin Dow, ich bin Travis Dow. Nicht vergessen, uns bei iTunes zu bewerten. Amerikaner für euch. Some of the places we went and the things we did, that some of the things we get into. <laughs> as far as stories, I can I can very seldom remember stories anymore. But 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.